Well, welcome to Home Group. Today, it's just me. That has never happened on Home Group. And the reason it's just me is because right now, you know, we're in an emergency situation and everybody is in their places. Today, Paul is meeting with different groups of people about distributing relief to people that are in such critical need. Denise is where she needs to be. Joel is taking care of business. We're all working. It's like all hands on deck because this need is so serious right now. We're really in an emergency situation. Tomorrow, Denise will be with me, but today it's just me. But I want to begin by saying thank you for the way you responded to us last week. It is amazing, your response. And Denise and I are so thankful. You know we've never done anything like this before, and we wouldn't be doing it now, except the need really is so urgent. And God has positioned us uniquely to be here, to help people. And by the way, we're in peace. Thank you for all your questions about how are me and Denise, how are our sons, how our grandkids, how's our church. Hey, our church is full. People are really coming to church because they want to see each other, encourage each other. You know, we need each other, especially in difficult times. And our church is packed with people that are coming to encourage each other. They want to look in each other's faces, touch each other, and we're on the phone constantly. I was just told yesterday that just in the past 12 days, we have received more than 60,000 prayer requests. Did you hear that number? 60,000. Now that's amazing. I'm going to tell you what's more amazing to me. We've answered every one of them. If you reach out to this ministry for prayer, you are prayed for. And our team is working from morning to evening in Russia and in Ukraine, we are responding to people that are reaching out to us for prayer help. And because of the way we've positioned our ministry all these years, people feel like they can reach out to us. They know that we're a safe place. I've never chosen sides. I've never taken a political position because I've learned in our part of the world, when you take a political position, you lose people that need you. I'm not going to lose anybody. And by the way, I'm not a representative of any government or any country. I am a representative of the kingdom of God. And as a representative of the kingdom of God, our job is to be here to help everybody. The gospel is needed for everybody. That's why in recent years, when many people were taking political positions in the United States, you never heard me say a word. I just don't do that. I don't believe that's my job. That might be the job of others. That's not my job. I know my assignment, and my job is just to speak the Word of God and be available to minister to people. And when you're a partner with our ministry, you help us do that. And because that's how we have fashioned our ministry for three decades, people on both sides of this issue know they can reach out to us as a safe place. And because of what you sent financially to help us, we are already helping people. We're helping children that have been displaced. One children's home with 500 children that need to be fed and need to be loved and need to know Jesus. We're gathering adults together by the hundreds and by the thousands, and we're already distributing aid all over. It is amazing what we're able to provide. And as we've told you, we're giving relief boxes, packages. And in every one of these packages, there are 20 meals. It works out to be about $3 per meal or $60 
per box. Now, we have found that in some places, it doesn't do any good to provide a box because they don't have a stove. They can't cook anything. So in some places, we're actually feeding people hot meals, also about $3 per meal. So we're keeping our word. And with the food and the relief that we're providing, we're also giving them a Bible. Now, this is what the Bible looks like that we're trying to distribute. But everywhere we're working, you can't find the same Bible, but they're all getting a Bible. They're getting a copy of my book on repentance so people will know how to receive Jesus. And they're receiving a copy of the 91st Psalm so they can live in the promises of God. And we're giving them all kinds of information about how to connect to our online church here in the Russian-speaking world. You know, our online, our online church is enormous. I don't know if you know how big it is, but we have about 200,000 people who probably would call themselves members of our online church. They're regularly with us all the time. During the pandemic, we were online. And during the pandemic, we started with about 30,000 people who were regulars on our online church. By the end of the pandemic, it had grown to 200,000 because we were available, and they're still with us. And in addition to giving the Bible, this book about repentance, the 91st Psalm, and food, we're also making sure everyone knows how to connect with us online so that when they can get online, they can join us for church, and I can be a pastor to those displaced people. We need to feed them the Word of God. Food is important. Their stomachs are empty. They need to feel our love with a package of relief, but they also need something to nourish them spiritually, and many of them are just getting saved. What an opportunity we have to disciple them. These are people that we can disciple through our online ministry, which reaches the entire Russian-speaking and Ukrainian-speaking world through their gadgets, through their devices, through their computer. They can go online, and we can pastor them and lead them into deep places in the Lord. And that's what we want to do. And so in addition to the relief package, we're also making sure they have access to all of that and lots and lots and lots of free materials that they can download at our online church website. And I just want to show you a few of the items which we're distributing. We're giving food, we're giving canned meat, corn, we're giving crackers, something called grechka, the closest word for Gretschka is buckwheat, but it's not exactly buckwheat. It's Gretschka. Every Russian-Ukrainian speaker just loves to eat Gretschka. We're providing rice. We're providing soap. You know, just imagine if you didn't have any soap. Even if you could jump in a shower, if you don't have any soap, what good does it do? So we're providing soap. We're providing shampoo. We're providing toothbrushes. You say, well, is that essential? Well, what do you think? What if you weren't able to brush your teeth? It's very essential. We're providing a blanket so mothers can wrap it around their children if they're cold. You know, we believe in the laying on of hands. We can't get there and lay our hands on them, but we can send them a blanket, and it can be a kind of a laying on of hands. The love of God will be imparted to them through these blankets. But today I wanted to share a verse with you because I'm so impressed with what our partners have done. So if you have your Bible, I want you to open your Bible, if you would, to Galatians chapter 6, to a familiar verse, but I want to really speak it to you today. And in Galatians chapter 6, the Bible says in verse 2, Bear ye one another's burdens, 
and so fulfill the law of Christ. That word bear there is a Greek word which means to come under the load of somebody else that's carrying something too heavy for them to carry by themselves. That's what we're doing with this aid. We're coming under a burden with other people. We're distributing all of these relief packages through churches, through evangelists. We're not just giving food. We're giving the gospel to these people, and we're seeing a harvest of souls. And we're commanded in Scripture to come under that burden with other people and to help them. And that's what we're doing, and that's what you're doing. But then you come to verse 5, and it seems like Paul makes a conflicting statement. Because he says, every man should bear his own burden. Well, what are you supposed to do? Bear somebody else's burdens or bear your own burdens? Well, in verse 2, it means if somebody else is carrying a burden too big to carry by themselves, then we need to come alongside, get under it with them, help them carry it. That's what we're doing. But when you come to verse 5, he switches and he begins to talk about finances. He begins to talk about giving. This really is a text about giving. And in that particular verse, verse 5, every man shall bear his own burden. The word burden is a Greek word for tidzo. And it described the backpack that every soldier was required to carry for himself. He had his own weight that he was supposed to carry because he was a soldier. And now Paul says, when it comes to giving, each of us have our own level of responsibility and we can't depend on somebody else to do it. What if a Roman soldier had said, I'm not going to carry my backpack. I don't like it. I'm going to let somebody else carry mine. What if everybody had said, I'm going to let that guy carry mine. And that one guy was loaded up with everybody's backpacks. Wouldn't have been fair to that one guy. And Paul here is saying, we all have an equal responsibility to do our part when it comes to giving. And you've done your part. I want to say thank you so much. Thank you for assuming responsibility, bearing responsibility to help somebody else. You really are a good soldier in the kingdom of God. And the Bible makes this promise to those who give. Listen to this. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. The word deceived means don't be led astray. The word mocked is a Greek word which means to turn your nose up at God as if to say, ah, I've heard this before. It works for everybody else, but it doesn't work for me. Paul says, don't turn your nose up at God as if this doesn't work because it does work. Don't mock the law of God. And then he gives us the law. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And when you read this in the Greek tense, the word whatsoever is all-inclusive. Now, Paul's talking about money, but it's all-inclusive, which means if you sow love, then you're going to reap love back. If you sow patience, then you're going to reap patience when you need patience. If you sow forgiveness to somebody else, then when you need to be forgiven, you're going to reap forgiveness. If you sow mercy, when you need mercy, you're going to receive mercy. And if you sow finances, you're going to reap finances. Whatsoever a man soweth. That is the rule. And as my friend in my home group, I have to tell you, that verse probably has affected my life more than anything else. Because I understand that what I do is what's going to be done to me. That's exactly what it means. Whatever I do, it's going to happen to me. So if I don't forgive, I won't be forgiven.
If I forgive, I'll be forgiven. If I don't show mercy, I won't be shown mercy. If I show mercy, I'll be shown mercy. If I don't give, nobody will give to me. But if I give, it will be given to me. Whatsoever a man sows, that, and the Greek is very emphatic, that very same self thing, he shall reap something else. When it says, whatsoever a man soweth, the tense is, whatsoever a man sows and sows and sows and sows and sows and goes on habitually sowing that, shall he also reap. And the tense for reap agrees with the word sow, which means you would translate it, whatsoever a man sows and sows and sows and habitually goes around sowing and sowing, that very same thing shall he reap and reap and reap and reap and continually reap, which means our reaping is determined by our sowing. So if you sow once, you're going to reap once. If you sow twice, you're going to reap twice. If you sow and sow and sow and sow, you're going to reap and reap and reap and reap and reap. If you habitually sow, you're going to habitually reap. And Paul says, this is the law of God. And it's never mocked. It is never violated. And if you look at your own life, you will see the law of sowing and reaping has always worked. It just works. It is a law that is never violated. But then it goes on and says, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we will reap if we faint not. The word weary means to give up, give out, and just surrender. You know, when I was a young man, I wanted to grow corn. And along the side of my daddy's garage, there was a little patch of land, and I planted seed. And I decided I was going to grow me some corn stalks and produce some corn because I loved corn. Well, I planted my corn seeds and went out there every single day to see if the corn stalks were beginning to grow. I was so frustrated waiting for those corn stalks to pierce up through the soil that I got a little hand spade and dug up my seeds. <laughs> and when I dug up my seeds, guess what I found? Those seeds were sprouting roots. They were beginning to grow. But because I was weary in waiting, I dug up my seed. Don't dig up your seed and don't give up just because you haven't seen your harvest yet. Your harvest will come. That's the law of God. You can bank on it. This is the promise of God. And he says, let's not be weary in well-doing for in due season. Wait for due season. Don't dig up your seed. Don't say, oh, I'm so sorry I did that. Give it time. Bathe it in prayer. Bathe it in the power of the Holy Ghost. In due season, this verse says, you will reap. That is a divine promise. And then the next verse says, as we therefore have opportunity, let us do good especially to them which are of the household of faith. Well, right now we have opportunity. You've already helped us with an opportunity. Maybe you want to help again. We need to provide relief to people, and we need to quickly finish our studio. Last week, prices doubled. They doubled. I was in one shop where we were trying to buy some materials for the new studio right in front of my eyes. I saw them remove the old price put the new price, which was 30% more. They changed it again. Prices doubled last week. That's what we're trying to get ahead of because we need to finish the studio. It's not about a building. That studio is an anchor for the Word of God in this part of the world. If our ministry has fed you, then you understand. We 
really believe in the teaching of the Bible. Proverbs 10.21 says the lips of the righteous feed many. That's our job. We do it with your help. And that studio is essential because it's from that studio that we are going to send the word of God all over the planet. People need it, especially right now. If it's on your heart to help us wrap it up, just go online to runner.org. You will see how you can give right now a gift to help us finish that studio or a gift to help us provide this relief. Both of these really are very urgent right now. And this verse says, as we have opportunity, well, we have opportunity right now. I know that you probably are aware of a lot of people with needs. I understand that. This is very urgent. You know I've never talked to you like this. This is very urgent. And right now there's an opportunity, this verse says, to do good. And the verse goes on to say, especially to them that are of the household of faith. And that takes my mind to these things which we're giving to people that are in need. Many of them are of the household of faith. They've been displaced. They are our covenant brothers and sisters that have literally fled from where they lived. And we can step in and say, hey, we're here for you. Jesus has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten. This is an opportunity to do good to those who are of the household of faith and to people that are unsaved. We need to reach them with the gospel and get them a Bible. Mm. Get them a book on how to repent. Get them a copy of the 91st Psalm. Tell them how they can tune into our online church so I can just wrap my arms around them with our team and we can love them into the kingdom of God and disciple them. And this is something that we can do together. Now, I really hadn't planned on home group this week being about this subject, but you were so generous last week that I felt it would be incorrect if I didn't just bring you up to date and tell you thank you for what you did last week. We're touching children. We're providing food to mothers. I'm amazed at how many mothers have left Ukraine. Their husbands can't leave. They can't leave the country. They've kept all the men there. The women have left with the kids by themselves, grandmothers, mothers, children, and we're touching those moms. Just imagine, mom, if you had to flee with your kids and your husband wasn't there to support you. Think of the questions that you would have, and one of them would be food. And here we are. We can provide a box of food, a box of relief, the love of God in a box, 20 meals, $3 a meal, you can go online and you can give an entire box, which is $60 or just $3. $3 is powerful. That's a meal for somebody. And again, in some places, they don't have anything to cook with, so we're providing hot meals. We're doing both. We're doing everything that we can do. And by the way, they're in some places where we're providing clothes because clothes are what they need. We're doing everything we can to adapt to everybody's need but we can only do it because of our partners like you. So today I wanted to bring you an update. I wanted to share with you from the scripture that if you have given, you can count on it. It's going to come to you again. It will. And Proverbs 19, 17 says, He who lends to the Lord, to the poor, lends to the Lord, and the Lord will repay him. He will repay you with a harvest. But I want to say thank you. And I'll be back tomorrow, but tomorrow Denise will be with me, and I'll be glad that she's here 
But please pray for us. Paul is out and about meeting with all these teams about distributing relief. Joel is helping us make sure everything keeps moving so nothing is interrupted. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the mercy that you pour out on all of our lives. We thank you that we are anointed for this moment and we can do it. And Father, I pray that you would multiply every gift that every person has given and are going to give. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow.